Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Good to be with you for day 238 of our three-year journey through God's Word as we come to Numbers chapter 36. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your Word and all that you've been teaching us over these many months that we've been in the Word together. We pray that you would continue to teach us in the many months to come. Today, we pray that you would be our teacher and our guide and that you would write your word on our hearts. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The last chapter in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 36. The heads of the fathers' houses of the clan of the people of Gilead, the son of Maker, son of Manasseh, from the clans of the people of Joseph came near and spoke before Moses and before the chiefs, the heads of the fathers' houses of the people of Israel. They said, The Lord commanded my Lord to give the land for inheritance by lot to the people of Israel, and my Lord was commanded by the Lord to give the inheritance of Zelophehad, our brother, to his daughters. But if they are married to any of the sons of the other tribes of the people of Israel, then their inheritance will be taken from the inheritance of our fathers and added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they marry. So it will be taken away from the lot of our inheritance. And when the jubilee of the people of Israel comes, then their inheritance will be added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they marry, and their inheritance will be taken from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers. And Moses commanded the people of Israel according to the word of the Lord, saying, The tribe of the people of Joseph is right. This is what the Lord commands concerning the daughters of Zelophehad. Let them marry whom they think best. Only they shall marry within the clan of the tribe of their father. The inheritance of the people of Israel shall not be transferred from one tribe to another. For every one of the people of Israel shall hold on to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. And every daughter who possesses an inheritance in any tribe of the people of Israel shall be wife to one of the clan of the tribe of her father, so that every one of the people of Israel may possess the inheritance of his fathers. So no inheritance shall be transferred from one tribe to another, for each of the tribes of the people of Israel shall hold on to its own inheritance. The daughters of Zelophehad did as the Lord commanded Moses, for Mala, Terza, Hogla, Milcah, and Noah, the daughters of Zelophehad, were married to the sons of of their father's brothers. They were married into the clans of the people of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained in the tribe of their father's clan. These are the commandments and the rules that the Lord commanded through Moses to the people of Israel in the plains of Joab by the Jordan at Jericho. And we can see that we're at the end of the book of Numbers, and next up for us is going to be the book of Deuteronomy, which I just love the book of Deuteronomy for a particular reason. Although we're going to do Numbers 36, I'll just tell you a particular reason why I love the book of Deuteronomy. And that is, it's the book that Jesus quoted to Satan when he was being tempted in the wilderness. Three temptations Satan gave, three times Jesus quoted in the word of the Lord. And all of those come from the book of Deuteronomy. And that's because Deuteronomy is the book of the kings. The kings were supposed to write down Deuteronomy and governed by it. So we'll get to Deuteronomy in a couple of days. But today, Numbers 36, where it feels almost like a postlude or an appendix, uh, a, you know, sort of a tacked on the end. Uh, it, it really does feel that way to me. Um, but what, what are we doing here? Well, you had this issue 
of the daughters of Zelophehad, who earlier in the year, in the, in the book of uh, Numbers, they were told that they could inherit their father's lands, which I pointed out to you was remarkably progressive for that day in terms of, you know, including women as property owners. But the reality is that if they marry and they have sons, their sons are going to inherit that. And so if they marry outside of their tribe, that land is eventually going to move away from the tribe of Manasseh. So how is that going to be resolved? Do you just let that land go? No. Um, God has a way of, of providing for those things. And so he says to the daughters of Zelophehad, you need to marry within your own tribe. And, and basically, anytime this comes up, anytime a man dies and has no sons, his daughters can inherit his land, but then his daughters need to marry from within the tribe and keeping that inheritance within that tribe. Now, we have to say that this understanding of the, the land, this piece of land, this property being the inheritance from the Lord and being passed down to the generations, this really is an Old Testament, an Old Covenant aspect of God's dealing with his people. We know, we know the New Covenant, New Testament promise has been expanded, and that is that the meek shall inherit the earth, that those who trust in Jesus will be heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ when Christ is given dominion over the new heavens and the new earth. We will rule and reign with him, and we will each be apportioned out our inheritance in Christ in the new heavens and the new earth. We will inherit the new earth in Christ for all eternity. And so this is the land of our sojourn. Israel was the promised land for God's people in the Old Testament while they were waiting for Jesus to come. Their land inheritance in Israel was a picture and a promise of the greater inheritance in the new heavens and the new earth. But for the time, while they were under age, while they were under the law, to use uh, Galatians language, this is an important issue. And so it needs to be preserved according to, to the tribal allotments. Some people have read into passages like this, and they have used it as a sort of proof text against intermarriage with other peoples from other ethnic groups or other racial backgrounds. And that kind of thing is just a manipulation and a twisting of scripture. Because what we're talking about here is all Israelites, all God's people, they're all part of the covenant people of God. In fact, there are several places where the covenant people of God do marry from outside of ethnic Israel, but people who are also believers. And that is good and it's celebrated, it's appropriate. So within Jesus's own lineage, his own genealogy, you have Rahab, who was a Canaanite. You have um, Ruth, who was a Moabite, right? And so God is not ethnically exclusive. And God is not saying you shall not marry across ethnic boundaries or, or racial lines. That, that type of reasoning is entirely foreign to scripture. And it is something, frankly, that racists have sort of imposed on scripture to try to justify their own prejudices. And so that's, I just thought, one thing we see in this passage is a way that something like this could be misused is the idea that, you know, kin and clan and nation of ethnicity is so important 
that we keep it together, keep it together, you know, birds of a feather flock together kind of a thing. No, I mean, if we're to marry, we're to marry in the Lord, but who we marry in the Lord could be from any tribe, tongue, people, or nation, because God is the God of all of his people all over the world. And then the other thing we see here is just the idea that our inheritance is yet to come. And so even if we don't own land in this world, you know, or even if we do own land, but we have to sell it upon our death or whatever, that's, that's not a big deal because we have a promised inheritance that's coming that's far greater than anything this world could offer. Well, that wraps up the book of Numbers. It's been an interesting journey. I hope that you've learned a lot. I hope that you're enjoying these uh, daily devotional times. Please feel free to drop me a line if you have any questions. Um, I actually have a new email address, pastor at foresthillpca.org. So that might be easier to remember, pastor at foresthillpca.org. Uh, I'd love to take your questions and uh, resply, respond to them. Um, but I hope that God's word is a blessing to you as it is to me to come in and to do these with you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, which is life to us and light to us. We thank you that you love us so much that you would speak to us in such a clear way. And we uh, prize your word as a gift from you, most precious for us to be in for every day for the rest of our lives. We can read and study and grow in your word and never reach the bottom of it, never reach the end of it, because you are so awesome in your wisdom and power. Thank you. Continue to bless us and keep us. Help us to live for your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for joining me. Hope to see you tomorrow. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.